We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings, part two of the best NFL quarterback rankings. Yes, we've done a list from one to ten of our personal preferences. We've already gone through ten through five, and some of the quarterbacks we've already talked about that appear in, let's say, my top five, where like I have Josh Allen at number five. We talked about him in part one because Tim was like, he's terrible. He's ranked 32nd of 32nd, which is just crazy. So he came up in that conversation. You can check that out right now on Mayo Media Network for the video version. Please subscribe to Mayo Media Network on YouTube. Also, you can find that up on the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Go download, rate, review, and subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast as well. You can find the links to everything in the description of this video along with the time codes of the players that we're talking about in here. You probably do know the names of the players that we are talking about because it's the top five. Jeff Feinberg made his top 10 list featuring... 7,000 players, apparently, from last time. So in your top five, are there only top five players? There are only five players left. I did accidentally rank 11 and forget Dak, but that's for entertainment if you watch the first half. (laughs) Are you now attributing that to you providing entertainment on purpose, or you unknowingly forgot to put unknowingly Dak. forgot to put Dak and unknowingly saw as I filled out my list that I had two guys tied. <laughs> but hey, relive it. Go watch that first episode. We had fun. We did have fun. So as he is still on the line for part two of this show, he's the man, the myth, the legend who thinks that Josh Allen is terrible. It is Tim Undergust. Tim Undergust. That's not my name. I don't think he's terrible. If you smash the likes button, that means you agree with me. Oh no! If you if you if you if you don't smash the like button, you're going to be cursed by Tim. So we have to even it out from that point of view. So I think we're pretty. I'm actually kind of. I don't know 
who Tim has. I mean, I know who Tim has at number two in his rankings because that was revealed in part one of this. I know everyone who everyone's number one is. I'm I'm just really curious to see how this the rest of this top five goes. If people forget, my top ten was Matthew Stafford at number ten, Tom Brady at number nine, Justin Ebert at number eight. Kyler Murray at number seven, Dak Prescott at number six. The parameters of this quarterback ranking was starting your franchise today, you have a four-year window. The next four years, who do you want as your quarterback? So those are my 10 through five. You can go back to part one to find Jeff's and find Tim's if you want to check those out. But I had Josh Allen at number five. We've talked through Josh Allen already. Jeff, who do you have at number five? I have Russell Wilson. Okay, I have Russell Wilson higher than this. Tim, what about you? As do I. As do I. I have Russell Wilson at number four. I have Russell Wilson at number two on my list. Okay. I've always comped Russell Wilson to Aaron Rodgers. I think that they're the most two similar type quarterbacks to each other, just the way that... I mean, Aaron Rodgers' arm is a little bit better, but other than that, the decision-making, and it's not like... Russell Wilson can't make throws, but they've been both been bogged down by a system that really works against them in so <laughs> many ways. And the way, and not necessarily Aaron Rodgers at this point of his career, although he still does have some mobility that we're seeing less and less of it from Russell Wilson as well. But, you know, because of things and reasons, Russell Wilson was always put into this box of, oh, well, he runs. It's like, no, Russell Wilson doesn't run. Russell Wilson runs for first downs when it's there to go get it. He moves the chain. He is that type of quarterback and Aaron Rodgers was always like that too like 10 years ago and he still does it from time to time now if there's two yards to go and he can get three he's going to take his three but his primary focus is always look downfield make those big completions and no one is better really at extending plays than both those guys and keeping their eyes downfield I still think that Russell Wilson has a lot left in the tank he'd be my number two quarterback well he's got all that recovery water he does listen I mean maybe he can make it work does he still sell that stuff the concussion water (laughs) haven't seen him hawk it in a while. <laughs> he was at one point. But I I just, there's very little bad you can say about Russell Wilson. Agreed. And Agreed. and what's his age now? 32? Two. Next four years? And he's got five. a cheap, and he's got, what, three years at 70 million left on the deal? In no, he's got the third most, he's got the third most expensive quarterback uh, contract by average year right now with 35 million a year. Yeah, but that's going uh, that's going to change over the course of the next four years. Where yes, it is. All of a sudden, we're going to look and 35 million is like 16th yeah. among quarterbacks. Yeah, he's due he, up in 2024. Um, so, yeah, I, there's nothing bad to say. I think no, he is kind of. It's an interesting sort of PR battle that has developed in Seattle at the moment. I think I, I did read that entire athletic story and it was really disappointing to hear that like anytime he sort of comes into like game planning meetings with suggestions and his own ideas, they are totally dismissed. Well, they're not running the ball. If the plan was let's run wishbone, then they'd be like, Oh, and that simply disgusts me. Like I look forward to the point where like Justin Herbert's like at home wanting to like thinking in his head, how to contribute the plays I like and wanting to go into the meeting preparing and wanting to play a role in implementing them. I'm not comparing Herbert to Wilson. Wilson's a freaking franchise superstar, Super Bowl winning quarterback. He should have that. He should be able to have more control. I I think he's unfair. Hold hold on. I think it's unfair, though. I, I think that we run into a problem sometimes that everyone wants to be Peyton Manning. 
and not everyone is Peyton Manning. I th- do think that there needs to be a line between the guy that calls the play, the guys that comes up with the plays, and then maybe you consult with the quarterback on what works best for him and ideas, but then you get into a very tricky circumstance where if the players start believing you, then it takes away the power from the coaches, and obviously they don't want You're that. You're the coach. You're in the huddle. you got to lead My, those 10 guys, man. I, I agree with you, but I think that there's a difference between being completely boxed out and being like, no, here's what I want to yeah. do. It doesn't work like that. So I'd like to continue now I'm because – No, I didn't. I just mean like I have so much to say on this and that clearly we are seeing on many levels like – uh, feelers being thrown out there by some a lot of superstars in this league now quarterbacks to gauge like just how far we can pull player empowerment and all the power to them in doing that um i don't like and russell wilson it's well documented like well he sat there at the super bowl beside the commissioner he stood down there he watched like tom brady is a lightning rod for a lot of these elite guys now Like, he got full control to sort of pick a spot. Yes, he was a free agent, but not only that, pick who he wanted to play with, full control of what goes on in his huddle, and and now it seems like that's something that guys are angling for. Um, Russell deserves to be far more respected in in Seattle. And if I own the Seahawks, I tell you this right now, I would fire Pete Carroll. That was the point that I wanted to make. If it's one or the other, you fucking fire Pete Carroll and it's over and you make Russell happy. Here's my concern. I don't think it's about that because Russell and his camp did something, in my opinion, that was disgusting last week. Was it chill water that prevents concussions? No, that's pretty bad too. Hang out with Macklemore? No, that's fine. I don't give a crap. Macklemore dresses like you on the golf course. (laughs) I like Macklemore. I actually like him quite a bit. I think he's Uh a good musician. Uh oh, I've long said this. I, I think he's a very, very good musician. Wear your seatbelt, friend. I, um, Tim also on the show once said that he was the number one rapper in the world, Macklemore, because he won a no, Grammy. No, at, at the time he was like a top. Now five. I need to continue. What Russell Wilson did last week, in my opinion, was disgusting. It wasn't reported or rumors or sources. His agent explicitly told. Adam Schefter, the four teams he would be traded to. So now he goes and creates unfair. So, eight- so hold on. Are you for player empowerment or against it? Because that's a huge leverage point. I don't think it's fair to do that to those other organizations publicly. Why? Now they look like failures if they can't acquire Russell you Wilson. You put all the pressure on everyone else. Now, my, but that's not what I, Russell Wilson now, I don't think, I don't think firing Pete Carroll would be good enough for him. He's not even about playing quarterback. He wants to be a brand. He's not even looking about having control in Seattle. He is thinking about growing his brand, like a long-term brand project. And I'm a little bothered by that because I do believe Seattle would totally fire Pete Carroll to hand him the reins of the team that he wanted. But that won't be good enough. He's angling to get out to build his to build his brand, which I don't even have that big of a problem with. I do not like, it can be sources or Schefter can be like, this is what I'm hearing. But the fact that it's explicit from the agent that he's got four girls that he can't wait to date is so weird to me. And it's unfair to Dak and it's unfair to a lot of people in yeah, this it's league. Unfa- it's, uh, if you're 
Russell Wilson, it's unfair to everyone besides you. It's great for you. That's why you do it. You're right. And I do agree, like, in many so ways. At least we know he's smart. That's a lag up for Sure, him. sure. I guess. I just don't like everything he did was fine, but, like, those four teams being public, That's I such think a weird is. a thing to be mad about. Uh, no, I don't Deshaun think Deshaun Watson right... has his list of teams that he'll be traded to. Deshaun Watson needs to be more. Um, those are different situations. They're very different situations because Seattle, he hasn't demanded a trade, Russell Wilson. Okay. If he demands Has Deshaun Watson technically demanded a trade? Yes. Has he? Yes. Has he? Or is that just the speculation? When Adam Schefter reports he has officially demanded a trade, to me that means, yeah, he's demanded a trade. I haven't heard him say it. Well, that's part of the problem. He's got to get in front of a camera. You cannot get what you... Okay. No, that's not true. Actually, in fact, the less he says is actually beneficial no, to him. No, he can't yes, get what is. he wants You're without dead. getting I'm blood I'm never on hiring you to negotiate things for me. No, he can't get what he wants without making it dirty. He cannot get what he wants. He's got to make them way more uncomfortable than he has. He has, he has one move to make. He has, that is, I will sit out. That's his move. Okay, but I'm saying his leverage, Deshaun Watson's leverage that people think is so much, I don't think really exists. His leverage is 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 literally his um, integrity and how good of a guy he is. And I people, would say it's how good he is on the football field. Okay. That would be my stance. But his that. leverage in the league and around league circles is his integrity and how good of a guy he is and how that he wouldn't do this unless he really, really wanted um, to. But he's got to make it ugly there. This He's got to make it ugly there. He's I don't got, know. If I'm the Texans, I'm not negotiating through the press. Same with Seattle. I'm not. If you want to negotiate through the press, talk to them. I just won't trade you. Uh, if you want to talk behind the scenes, quietly, the way business is conducted, that's great. Maybe we can work out a trade or something. What I'm not going to do, and what you're not going to be allowed to do, is submarine me and say, here are the four teams I'm going to if I'm going anywhere. Sorry, no, I don't play that game. You'll go nowhere then uh, if you want to try to I'm telling you, the Texans the don't have the guts. They just don't. To, the to Texans what? are crazy people yeah and yes, there's they no they're, they're also stupid they're a stupid yeah, organization but that's a problem they could blow it up because the one the biggest thing the texans have to lose is their league reputation with other players because I mean, if the biggest thing they have to lose is Deshaun watson no but by by, by screwing this up other players will get the message they'll never do right like that they, they their reputation in the league is now um, oh, that shit's overrated. This isn't baseball. You can no. just, you build your team through the draft, and all of a sudden you're good again. People want to play there. I agree with that, but they're saying they they're just doing damage to their reputation. I guess I don't think they're trading him, Pat. And I'm telling you, once draft day passes and he's not traded, this thing's not ending anytime soon. The only the only thing I will say is once draft day passes, the 49ers become very like those teams that aren't the jets and dolphins become very very live it, because once the jets and dolphins execute those picks for themselves it sort of flips the script on who the favorites are in the ability to acquire deshaun watson i have san francisco i'm not waiting though either i'm not because i don't think that the texans are a reliable dance partner so why am i going to wait till august to execute a trade i'm just going to proceed and after yeah, the draft, there is no trade in August. Yeah, it, it, that's the whole thing. The 49ers' path to getting Watson ends up becoming much higher if he's not traded at the draft. Yeah, because, that, yeah. because as Jeff just said, 
the basically the Jets and Dolphins are now off the board for them to go to. That brings the Broncos into play. All those teams. It brings all those second-tier teams. I mean, the Panthers are the real wild card. Yeah. I wouldn't put it past the Raiders to do something no, crazy not at all. as well and really go out and try. I mean, not crazy. It'd be smart to go get Deshaun Watson, as we'll see by my rankings here in a second. But, but those teams, teams that don't have – by the draft. And the draft's over. The Niners will have already used free agency to go after a quarterback. The Raiders will already no, done what no, no, no. But that, that's why both the Broncos and Niners would be in such a great position because I don't think that the Broncos are going to use free agency to go after a quarterback. It's going to be we're going to trade for Deshaun Watson or we're rolling with Drew Locke. And, yeah, the, the, and the Niners maybe. are going to be we're rolling with Jimmy G or we're trading for Deshaun Watson. Those are our two moves. The second and- the draft passes and he's not traded – it totally resets on who's got the inside track to acquire him. And the Niners do, because obviously Nick Post is a guarantee. You give him away in a heartbeat, and then you name the amount of draft picks. What? They're not doing that. Are you kidding me? And, and, and that's it. and that's not what the Texans would actually want the Texans back. They want blue chip defensive players. We know that for a fact. Yeah, they, 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 no, no, they want they want defensive starters. They probably don't want to go for a guy that you're going to have to pay $40 million a year to in like a year. They should because they, as Jeff just said, they may have trouble with free agents. Who knows? They've, they've been throwing all their good players out the door. Actually, that's exactly what you do. If you're the Texans, you say, I want three first rounders and Bosa. No, and the, the Niners you're say, not getting Bosa in that trade. I send you that. You're not getting Bosa. At, the and, Niners would say, is that, is that all? Especially because the market is going to be so much more limited at that point that no, you're, you're not getting Bosa and three first rounders. You're not getting Bosa in that trade. That's just not how it's going to work. It's probably you, you might, going, you, if, you might, you I might get two. First or second year guys coming back your way, but you're not get you're not getting Nick Bosa. That's crazy. I still can't believe Russell Wilson hasn't demanded a trade, but there are the teams he would be traded to list made public by his agent. I love the idea. Passive aggression. That's exactly how I would play it if I was Russell Wilson. (laughs) You don't negotiate through the press. That's bad form. I I cannot. It's it's such bad form. That's not how they do it. He's got no interest in. in, Oh, 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 isn't it? Oh, really? No. Who, who you want to undercut who? your negotiating partners in the, in the public? Fine. Then you will pay consequences for your bad negotiation. You, you, you know, that is a terrific negotiation tactic because all none of the players in the NFL have such little leverage to begin with that you need to be yeah, able to create. You need to be able to create leverage out of nothing, and that's what you can do when you're a superstar quarterback. This move can only apply to certain people, and Russell Wilson it, and Deshaun Watson are some of the ones that can actually do that. I don't think Desha- they actually have any leverage. Well, that's great news for them if you don't think that they I don't think any. they have any leverage. By all accounts, Deshaun Watson will lose the $20 million. He's not doing this for a one year. He wants to fix his next decade. And if it costs him a one-year salary, he doesn't care. He's gonna if he cut, cared that yeah. much about the money, he'd shut up and go play football. No, but I'm and just saying, year, like his in, he's willing to lose injury. a year of 20 to save to, to be in where he wants to be yeah. for the next decade. Yes. I don't blame him. He's, he's, I, I he's made his money. He's set up. His kids are set up. Their kids are set up. It's no longer about money. He now wants to win. And maybe he wants to play for a franchise. I love, did you see the angle that Bart Scott's been floating on ESPN? Is it? No. Don't get fined because they're non-recoverable. Show up, throw the ball on the ground, be disinterested, like be a total. Yeah, he's got too much integrity. Work to rule. I love it. Work to rule. I love that idea. Literally like practice, throw to the defense, not do the right plays, like literally force them to bench him, trade him, like. I love but he's that got idea. too much class. He, did, he probably does. That teammates. would be something I would do. <laughs> or you would just go and be like, "My neck hurts. I can't practice today." But Ow, I'm not getting my shoulder. My shoulder's sore. We're not practice. Sorry, guys. I need to get a massage for two hours. I'll yeah. see you later. But I'm not. You can't find me. I showed up. I ch- I signed in. You can see my key card. Scan the front door. I don't think it's about that with him though. Like, so essentially, you think he should be Costanza, 
When yeah. he's climbing. No, I do think he oh. needs to get himself like in front on and just because the NFL people, the community, the fans, they love Deshaun Watson. His leverage is in how much he is, how good he is, no, and how, how much he no, is respected. How good he is is the leverage. Yes. That's the leverage. But, but, and the fact that his contract is very appealing. I think he'd have far more success getting his trade if his agent spent his time talking to the front brass of the Texans and less time talking to NFL. Well, by reports. all accounts, they don't answer. They're not even returning the calls on the subject. Yeah, they have some like pastor who doesn't own a cell phone. <laughs> He runs because the they're crazy. Yeah, that, that's the other thing that people aren't talking about here enough is that they're trying to think about rational, reasonable. How do you deal with this? You know, some people, as the Joker said, likes to like to watch the world burn. Those are the guys like that Alfred talks about with the Ruby Society tangerines that they're throwing off of the cart. Some people make just are going to do what they're going to do, and they're not going to be reasoned with. So they're you may very well not be reasonable, and therefore it would be wrong to put a a template of rationality onto them saying well, here's what they're going to do because that's how teams they might could they it may be that they couldn't care less and they're just going to do what they're going to do and it's unpredictable it is still so weird to me because he signed the instead of kicking the can down the road like a dack and like just doing something short he signed the long-term deal in september after they traded Hopkins, Bill O'Brien is still an idiot. Cal McNair is known as a clown among league circles. And his agent said, nope, you should still sign this deal. That is literally, I said it before. It's like my wife dating me for as long as we dated. And then six months after being married, telling me she's divorcing me because I'm fat. That's not fair. I was fat forever. Doesn't the matter. Texans were dumb forever. Right. And you signed with the dumb. I, I feel like you're not thinking about this, that... We live in a space now where you can get out of these things. It's not that big. No, I, you can get out of anything. You get divorced. Just because you, you, you wouldn't do it. I didn't say I wouldn't do it. And I'm it, not in that position. But even in your We're going to find out whether he can get out of it. I think, it, find I think that is going to work. I think he's going to get is out Is he traded by the draft? I think it's going to, I think no. it's going to cost So what, next offseason? Like we're going to go a whole year. I think that he will be traded by at least week four of this season. That's when I think the See, Texans start slipping into so it. that's why they're so fucking stupid. Because you're never going to get second or third. The team, the 49ers aren't going to have second or third overall. Like, maybe the Broncos might not bottom out. They might just still have 11th overall next year, 9th, whatever they have. But on the other side, they're they never going to get there. The, they're never I don't want to give up to Sean Watson. I don't want to trade him. He's too good. Then he, I can never get then anything he about needs back. to be able to back this up and sit out. Because that is a part of this leverage, that he's willing to do If I were the Texans... That. I would call his bluff if he didn't want to. I mean, look, I, I mean, you're an ins- I mean, maybe you're the best no, to talk about this because you're an insane person. And the way that we've described we are it, headed to a stand. We are. There. I would try to trade him, but it's got to be under my conditions. I'm going to trade him to a team that I can get the best possible. Return okay. Yeah, but you gave franchise. you gave up that leverage when you gave him a fucking no trade clause. In well, defense right. of the, well, the previous administration did that. Well, I know you're playing, but you're playing I'm under those contracts. Hold on, though. In I'm defense of Watson. It did appear that last week his agent said, like, Miami, the Jets, and Carolina, he would go to. Yes. Like, he's essentially put it out there. Which Those is are the fine. teams all with I the have. highest amount of draft capital. If you can make a deal with them, we would go there. Everyone is, like, making these Carolina rumors with, like, McCaffrey and multiple picks because their owner is, like, um, if they're, the well, extreme risk. Well, like, yeah, but that's not even extreme risk. That's such a savvy play. Like, yeah, have Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah. Have our well, expensive well, running back. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. No, but I'm saying all the all the trade packages include like the three first rounders and a superstar. 
Like even the dolphin, even the dolphin package is like the picks, the picks, the picks. Yeah, but you're Xavier not Howard. It wouldn't be. That's Xavier what's Howard. good. That's the, the Jets. No, I'm saying that's first but, rounders. But, but, but the Texans, maybe, maybe the Texans aren't thinking about this properly. But you don't want to get back a guy you have to pay over a hundred million dollars to next year. Because your team's not going to be any fucking good. Agreed. 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 You, you're better off getting more picks or young guys. No, I don't know. I, I, if, if you're getting a superstar and you're also getting the third pick where you could draft a QB who might be so good imma- immediately that you can compete, I actually think there is some logic to that. I do think he's not getting traded, but I do agree. If I ran the Texans, you're so fucked in this corner. Now you have to just find the best way out. Uh, like yeah. you said, they're, they're, the light, because there's a light at the end of this tunnel, but for the Texans, it could be a train hitting them, not well, like a ray of light to get out of this. And if they yeah. don't, they have a chance. A new GM, it sucks, but no one will ever have this th- this high-end draft capital to give you. Like, Carolina's very interesting because, I mean, the McCaffrey thing's whatever. Like, McCaffrey's a fantastic player. He'll be good wherever he goes, but he's not like a guy who changes your franchise and makes you good. No. He's a nice complimentary piece to have if you have the rest of the tools. You get the picks, the three first-round picks from... Carolina, and they have what the eighth pick? Seven. They have the seventh pick. So you get the seventh pick, and they're two picks, maybe a second round Next pick, and, in, yeah, and whatever. More, yeah. You get Teddy Bridgewater back to at least give you some stability at the position right now. If the guy that you want to take at seven is no longer there, and then you can kick the can down the road because you're probably going to be like, okay, with Teddy Bridgewater. And then you get what's his face from their defense? Uh, the guy who was Chin, who was in the rookie of the year. Jeremy Chin, yeah, like great, he's a second player. year player. That's a better idea than going to Xavier Howard. Yeah, yeah, I know. Guys that, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. Yeah, the picks are better from the Jets and. Miami, at least this year's picks, unless the Jets go both their picks and next year and something else. But do the Jets have a defensive young player they can really give up that would be like, oh, great. Do they, Tim? Well, Quentin Williams is pretty cheap, and he's a star. The Jets' rumors do seem to include Quentin Wait. Williams, but he's not of that level that some of the other no, players No, but he is a st- he's not, a, he's not a, like one of the best players on, in defensive football, but he is very, very, very highly tapped. What year is we'll he see. in? Year three? For him? I think so. I believe that's correct, Omar. I mean, I'm with Jeff. I don't think either are getting traded. I think I, I, I've been on that position. Oh, Russell for a Wilson while. will not this year. I, I was trying. Russell Wilson is will not be a Seahawk in two years because I don't even think he will accept. We'll fire Pete Carroll for you. I think this is all. This is a weird projection you have onto Russell Wilson. No, this is all. Like reading a statement. From this is all. He is. He is literally like trying to pick a fight with his girlfriend to get the, the breakup he wants, so she breaks up with him. That's a smart move. Yeah, that's how, that's how I always break up with people. Yeah, like no, you really just annoy them and kind of like. Or, you, or they, I see you, 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 you'd be, you'd you're be too good. Yeah, distant you'd be distant, the and then make and then you make them call it quits i really do believe that's how it's going to end and they will try to save it by saying we will end pete carroll's reign here to keep you and it's not going to be enough for him i mean we're obviously you don't know whether or not it'll be enough like or not. you the, don't put the those marks thing to have make. as a quarterback not everyone what? thinks about things on the level that you do of like crazy 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 you cannot some people are just publicly very make yes you can you can do whatever you want that's that's the nice thing about this not stuff. if you want to be a seahawk the Seahawks will gladly forgive him. Of course they will. And he'll forgive them. He does not want to be there. He'll get the power. He doesn't want to be there even if they run it his way. That's the impression I'm totally getting. And he's angling to get out. And we're going to see in a year and a half, he gone. 
He will be out of there. Well, I mean, if Patrick Mahomes is off the board, he can come on Pat Mayo's team as my number two ranked quarterback in this. Deshaun, He's amazing. Growing up cereal is one of the best parts about being a kid, but I had to give it up because being an adult and eating sugar-filled snacks is probably not the best move. doesn't make me feel good, put it that way. So I've been cutting down on carbs and sugar and trying to cut down on the unhealthy foods. And basically I realized couldn't really eat anything anymore so that wasn't great but with the new year already into it and you, know, you start your resolutions a little bit later than normal we're all trying to eat better but a healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring magic spoon has amazing flavors that you love and with get this none of the bad stuff zero grams of sugar 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four net grams of carbs in each serving and only 140 calories per serving it's keto friendly gluten-free grain-free soy-free low-carb and GMO-free. Also, it's very good. Highly recommend some Magic Spoon. And we got some exciting news. Magic Spoon will be releasing two new amazing flavors this month for a limited time only. And we're talking about, get this, cookies and cream and maple waffle. Sounds terrific. And if that isn't the most comforting, indulgent combination, then I don't know what is. This is the ultimate treat yourself combo. So make sure to get some while you can for a limited time or just build your own box. Available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are coca, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, and cinnamon. If you're listening from Canada, Magic Spoon now ships there as well along with the United States. And here's the move you want to do. I mean, you can do different things like mixing coca and peanut butter together because it tastes exactly like a peanut butter cup. But just get a whole bunch of the fruity stuff. The fruity Magic Spoon cereal is amazing. Highly recommend. When I first got it, I wish I had gotten eight boxes of it instead of just two because uh, I would have just plowed through that and eaten it for every meal. Could not recommend highly enough the fruity flavored Magic Spoon. So go to magicspoon.com slash mayo to grab the new limited edition cookies and cream maple waffle or a custom bundle of cereal to try today. And to be sure to use promo code mayo at checkout to save $5 off your order. This offer is good now anywhere in the U.S. or Canada, but only when you use our code MAYO at checkout. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash mayo and use the code mayo to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Dive into the hilarious minds of some of the world's funniest people on a brand new podcast, Comedy Gold Mines with Kevin Hart. From rising stars to comedy legends, Kevin will pair with comedic tastemakers for ear-opening dialogue that takes listeners on a wild and crazy ride through some of the world's top comedic minds. Listen as guests like Jerry Seinfeld, Bill Burr, and Hassan Minaj chronicle their comedy club experiences, give sneak peeks into their latest material, and share inside jokes with Kevin and more. New episodes of Comedy Gold Mines are now out. Subscribe on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or wherever you download podcasts. Comedy Gold Mines. By the way, since we've talked about Deshaun Watson at this point, although we did not talk a single iota about his skill level, I have Deshaun Watson at number three. I'm at the number same two. Spot I have. I have number three for Deshaun Watson. Two. You have him at number two. Yeah, I think he's. I think the world of him. Um, if Tim gets him, our shows will be incredible. 
if the Dolphins get him, that will add a dynamic to my life that well, will be different. Well, at least uh, per Tim's view, Watson will no longer be any good if he goes to the Dolphins. Not true. <laughs> Not true. I'm terrified of it. I'm terrified of it. The Dolphins are head and shoulders above Buffalo in the AFC East if they get Watson. I don't know they went ten and six this year with no quarterback shoulders. If they had half, if they had quarterback play, if they go thirteen and three with yeah. it, to think of all like the amount of quarterbacks in the league, Miami probably makes the playoffs with last year. I mean, they should have made the playoffs anyway with their record. Yes, that's what I mean. And they had no help at quarterback. You add Deshaun Watson, that team goes from ten and the, six to thirteen I, and three. They're amazing. They're their better. program is amazing, but. The sustainability, like what that defense and special teams did, was unconscious. Like, True, but, props but, to that, but man. Part props of both Fitzpatrick and the way that he was playing early on, and then too into the latter part of the season, was they asked them to do certain things because they felt like their defense was awesome. Awesome. Like yeah, you man. don't need to be doing these things. And maybe it kind of harkens back to some of the stuff that I talked about with Lamar in part one where maybe I'm not giving him enough credit. It's just when, almost like when Tua fell behind in those games, like, oh, game's over. Like, that's going to well, be yeah, it. Because all Tua can do is hand the ball off. Tua doesn't but, know how to throw the ball. Forward. But, I mean, Lamar is way better than Tua, but those are the same sort of arguments you make him. It's just at the next level, when you get into the playoffs and you start falling behind by 10 points in a game, are you then screwed? And that it kind of feels that way with both those guys. Like, you really need to make improvements. And for record, Tim has Lamar Jackson at number two on this yeah, list. I don't do. want to be the Dolphins trailing the the Chiefs or Bills by two scores in the big game. No, but if I had or Watson, even Tre- if yeah. I had Watson, that's why I don't understand or, like the Lamar over Watson type deal, or even over Russell Wilson in this. Like we know those guys can come back and win games. Yeah, and even like I said, like I hope I'm part of this, but like I said, look, between Mahomes and and Allen and the cluster expletive of Lawrence Herbert Burrow. In this contra- in this conference, there ain't no, no butter. There ain't Miami. no butter knives, man. There ain't no butter but knives. Miami should pay whatever cost the Texans want. Pretty much, agreed. There's no price too high. My question about Miami is: Let's say Watson's not traded. They make the offers. They they do try to trade um, Watson or for him. What is their plan for? Because because by all accounts, seems Tua. like Fitz is gone. No. But what kind of backup do they get? A backup that says, whoa, like, no, they're, I, like, I, I think like he, I think Alex looked, Smith, maybe now that he was cut today, like what sort of backup would, would, would you think they need now to bring in based on what happened last year? Is, is Mariota still going to be with Vegas? But if no, he's traded, he's, he's going him. to like the Patriots or somewhere where he gets no, to no, start. No, no, no. The interest in him dried up very quickly. Mariota would be a nice backup for for the Dolphins, one hundred percent. But Mariota was a good backup for the Raiders. Like that was, that was a fine spot. But he's him. he's uh like a really he signed like a two year like fourteen million. What was it? Was deal. it a two year? I thought yeah. it was like a one year no, plus something. So he would so have to. Be him, and there have been trade rumors. If I were rumors, Miami, though. I would sign Cam Newton as my backup. He's I don't think start anywhere else. I don't think that's, that's that bad. Sure. I mean, I, he's available. You get him at a good price. I think that Cam makes the most sense in Pittsburgh, but that's me. I think they like make, I think that makes sense in both places. Yeah, but Ben's I, coming back, so yeah. But that, that, that's fine and everything. But if Ben is like decrepit, like he was for like the final four games of the season, I mean, maybe Cam Newton's decrepit, like he looked in the past, second half of last season too. But I would more than be willing to say, "Hey, Cam, you're in as our backup. If you look like old Cam Newton, you can be the starter and lead this team. That's fine." Like, yeah, I mean, beating Tua out for the job is no uh, great uh, challenge. <laughs> 
Can you throw the ball forwards? <laughs> you win. Do you think that there's a possibility <laughs> that Tua gets so reverse cursed that all of a sudden he's Tua that everyone thought he was a year off an injury? Are you scared of that? Yeah, sure. That all of a sudden he's good? There let were him, a lot of pat. There were over worst. 200 attempts. So yeah. the, the data remember, boys no tell me. How much I don't, no matter how much I don't like him, Jeff likes him even less. No, I actually disagree. I yeah, think I know you, you like do, him you know way less. Right. Yeah, but you, you want to say that the data will show you that he's been very bad. I mean, just watching him look pretty bad. But you also, at the same time, you know, don't always believe in the numbers when they don't suit your needs, too. Are you talking to me or Tim? Both of you. Okay, sure. I will say my biggest concern about Tua was the stats on passes that traveled 15 yards in the air. It was either non-existent or numbers that are like... Um, Gradkowski-esque on a... Oh, but you see, Jeff, he came off a hip injury, and so we have to write the entire season off as if it didn't happen. I don't and, think that uh, anyone has said that besides Tim. Is oh, well, who, who spent the time on Jeff? Dolphins Reddit that I have. No, I will say... So he's, he, Tim is... <laughs> you're going on Dolphins Reddit, and you don't think that he lives rent-free in your head. Hold on, though. I do want to say, in defense of Tua, in this, like, old world, and by old world, I mean, like, seven years ago, his rookie play. season was, like, fine. Right, yeah, like a decade yeah. ago, like totally fine. But now, sort of like in golf, like kids are just yeah. You are like, expected to kids be great. are ready to yeah. slay. Like in golf, how we talk about it all the time, they come out of like the tunnel, like they're ready to play a football game. Um, it's incredible. But but are, under the are, old what guard, what are Tua's MVP numbers for next year? But on under the old system of like how we thought of Whatever quarterbacks, the other number is Pat. Under the old system, we wouldn't even like evaluate Tua without 16 games. We wouldn't even like. I agree. Like, but I but agree. now the world has changed. How about this? It just a comp. I and I'm defending make. him in that regard. Uh, but here's a comp. But, I, but here's a comp that I want to make. And this is why I ask about the MVP odds. Lamar. Yeah. Lamar wasn't good year one. He made he works his ass off, made insane strides. And all I've seen everybody. on Twitter is Tua working. He's yeah. not playing golf. He's out there he's, working. He's working golf. But like a Lamar, lot of, a lot of torque on a golf swing. That's but right. like people bet Lamar be like, oh, he has this weird combo of skills. And I'm not saying that Tua has that sort Unless of skill Unless it was set. Kyler getting that steam. It right? was. But like yeah. you, you think about just the difference between year one and year two, because the Ravens went into two year, the first year, the rookie year, with Joe Flacco as their quarterback. And, Correct. And midseason, midstream, they handed the reins over to Lamar, and they did what they thought that he was up to the snuff of doing based on the team that they had. They had a very good defense. They were very good at running the ball. Here's what you can do in this offense, Lamar, that will help us win games. And that's what he did. Yes. And they made the playoffs. And then he looked horrendous in the playoffs. Year well, two. Year two. They go in and they design an offense around him to maximize his skills. All and all fair. of a sudden, he looks amazing. And then the league catches up with a little bit and he looks less amazing in his third year. So we'll see how that goes going forward. With Tua, at least, like none of the offense was designed around him. And as much as I like Flores, I think Jim Harbaugh is a far more experienced coach when it comes to adapting offense. on the fly. Just offense, yeah, especially on the offensive yeah. side of the ball. And you have fucking Chan Gailey yeah. on the other oh, side, who is a on. complete atrocity, yeah. that maybe in an offseason, I don't think it's the craziest thing that if you bring in a coach that can work with his skill sets and dev design an offense that meshes with his skill sets, then all of a sudden that he could look better. I'm not saying that he is going to look better. But I don't think it would be out of the realm of possibility based on different examples, even recently. No, I agree. Let me make seen. no, no, no. But let me make the counter I agree to that. With all that, hold I agree on. With all that, here's the counter to it, and I agree with a lot of what you said. Here's the counter. 
even Lamar is a rookie. Even Josh Allen is a rookie. When it didn't go well, we saw a high level of ceiling plays. Even in the losses, there were plays on tape that looked really special. And maybe we can get more of them. Call me rude. I don't don't even want to answer this my own question. Like, Tua got, like, how many, like, ceiling plays? Like, there were games where I didn't, we didn't get any. You could lose 30 nothing. Show me some ceiling plays. I didn't see him. It's funny. His best I, throws came in that Kansas City game when they were like, like the, that was yeah. like the worst game that they had with him as a starter. And they were by down big. Yeah. And they came back. But, good for you. But there were I nice plays. Kasiki balled. Kasiki balled. He has no receivers. The few times that he looked really good. And what was the biggest thing about him coming out? of college was how high the accuracy was going to be. I would say that actually did translate pretty well. He was a very accurate passer. He just didn't make any <laughs> passes over like five yards. <laughs> yeah, I guess. No, I agree. But I, I will say that, you know, we've done now two shows of the top 10 QBs that we'd all have. None of us had Tua, and we couldn't stop ourselves from talking about him for... But to your MVP point... 30 minutes combined. We couldn't but, but, help but ourselves. To Pat's MVP point, it's about expectations. So if he comes and out he and he's comes good? Out and looks at, like... A shadow of the guy who thought like he gets triple points for not sure. for being okay. ba- that player. Yeah, ba- basically, if he has seventy five percent of the year Josh Allen just had, he's the MVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't wait. And, and, and then Tim will be yeah. like, "He's the best quarterback <laughs> in football. He won MVP." So uh, my only counter to your point is, um, sadly, as a rookie, there wasn't enough like ceiling plays, even in the bad games, the bad losses. Look, man, we saw more ceiling plays from Jalen Hurts in two games. Henneke, Tyler Henneke. Came in there for the Redskins, like the fifth stringer from day one. The footballs, Jeff. You're going to have to pay the racism jar. They better get a good name this summer. I like the footballs. No, I actually <laughs> like the footballs. They already announced they're rolling in 2021 as the Washington football team. Because they, they, they're in not. 2020, because in 2022, they will have a new name. I bet you they've already hired three firms and they've all given them shitty results and they're not ready to pull the trigger. I just anything. I just look forward to going into another year of football where I see WFT written in all caps on my Twitter timeline. I'd be like, what the fuck? And be like, oh, no, they're just talking about the footballs again. So, number five on my list, Josh Allen. Number five on your list, Jeff? Was Russell Wilson. Number five on your list, Tim? Was Herbert. Okay, we've already discussed Herbert in part one. We Thank you for the highest Herbert rank. If we have to talk about Justin Herbert, even for like two seconds right nope. now, it's going to turn to 30 minutes. clearing up. So, let's go to number four. <laughs> yes, Paul? I just want to quickly talk about Herbert. Is, is Jeff concerned about his stockpile of... Uh, of Herbert rookies, considering Tim had him ranked the highest. Well, yeah. was like, are you gonna are you gonna liquidate? Are you gonna liquidate maybe a, a little here? I've made I a I've made a grail. I made he's a, got cardboard cards, and those aren't worth anything these days. <laughs> if you got uh, there's time, no I got There's, there's no NFL. Top no, I, but I'm pretty tired. Yeah, we've been doing because like there's a lot I actually do want to say on that. We'll save that one for another one of these fun shows. Yeah, but I feel like things will happen, and I can look smart. Um, well, do you, we'll film it after. You can have a two-minute Twitter clip, and we'll put that out. Okay, do, thank you. Do you have 30 you. seconds on it, or do you got like five minutes to 20 minutes on it? Because if it's two minutes, you can do it right now. If it's more than that, we can't do it right now. I can do it in two minutes. In 20 seconds, because that's, that's the length. 
How about you start a clock, and when it hits there, it's done, and we move on. All right. Can you, I see the clock? No. As you, it's going? No, no. You, you, you've been doing shows okay. by yourself now up on FTNDaily.com, by yeah. the way. Wednesdays and Fridays, the Jeff Feinberg Show, free to watch for everyone out there. You should do that. You should now have this internal sense of clock in your head. Because, I mean, I developed that over the course of years. I will give you a go. I get two, I get two, minutes, two minutes and 30 and, seconds. Two minutes and 30 seconds, and I will count you down. Five, four, three, <laughs> two, one. Showtime. Okay, obviously Top Shot's like this craze, and it's super cool, and I'm incredibly bullish on the superstars and rookies and even prospecting. I can understand their value, and as someone that did this card thing since August, it's exhausting. The grading, the shipping, the human error in the grading. Like, I could send my cards to get graded, and the guy grading them got in a fight with his girlfriend at lunch, and now he's got to look at my Herberts and determine if it's like an 8, 9, or 10. Fuck that. That's bullshit. I will say, though, this middle ground tier in Top Shot's that can't last. That cannot last. That is impossible. Superstars, prospects, rookies, total sense. How the fuck can an, era, an Anderson Vera Zhao common to 250 top shot be worth $1,000? His national treasures rookie, a one of five. The highest end rookie card out there is like 80. So the cardboard collectors, the hardened collectors have determined Vera Zhao's fanciest rookie to a five is worth $80, but the top shot folks like his hair and NFT crowd decides he's a thousand. That market is dying. You just have cardboard because your Herbert collection. I got no cardboard collection. I got a bunch of Herberts. I'm not invested in cardboard like actual card collectors. I don't give a shit. And of course, if the NFL did chop chop, I would want a Herbert. But what I wouldn't want is a Mike Williams. And there's too many people buying like Mike Williams NFL equivalent top shots. That makes no sense to me. No sense. Those are going to, I think, crash so hard once this thing gets, like, more common. There's no way the middle tier can hold that value. Collecting in the space, even limited run cards, like, of, of medium players that'll never sniff a fourth-team all-star are selling for real money? You gotta be crazy. You sell all your middle players that are overpriced? Sell them all and try to buy one good rookie. You did that in less than two minutes. That's very impressive. What's an NFT? A non-fungible non token? token? I think that was a mic drop. That was good. Absolute mic that drop. That was good. I mean, he well sold me. He sold me. So you're going to sell all your middle-tier top shots, Tim? Yeah, the uh, I'm, I'm not going to buy any Terry McLaurin football ones either. I See, I would invest in a Terry McLaurin. I think UFC is super cool, too. The concept of it in UFC and like owning the sickest knockouts, like that. I, I think there's going to be a fun market there. Yeah, all be, my Fred Van Vliet top shots, I'll just sell. It'll be like great, like great tiger shots and great mm. major championship winning putts or something like that. Mm. If there's a PGA version, I understand that. You could I, mean, I don't understand it because it means nothing to me. You could literally own a game worn like jersey, like like the guy wore in the game of these fringe players, cheaper than you could own their top shot. Well. Here's the problem that even, even I, the, I don't have a problem with it because if people are making tons of money on it, good yeah, for them. No, the, the, it, the problem that I don't like about it is that people talk about it like this is the sickest investment you're going to make. And it's a great investment for people with a lot of money who can afford to lose it. If the, the problem that I've had with all of this stuff, and it started with the GameStop stuff, and even people like, I mean, if you've bought into like Bitcoin, you've been doing fucking great. But people feel this like FOMO that if I don't get rich overnight, now I've missed out on did it. You that's this, how it feels, and that's not a good space. Did you to be see in. this Rovell poll about Top Shots? How are you seeing it? You're blocked. Because people take pictures and they send it to me. It was like, what do you think of Top Shots? It's like 80% called it like free money. 
That's like the exact we, sign on where this thing's gonna go. We, and I we only say, know I, we only know one person who speaks in free money, Tim. No, but he didn't call it free money. It was like a like the poll. It was one of the options. Now, to your point, the people that can afford and that group buy those like really high end yeah. ones, they're gonna be just fine. Those high end ones, those Lamelo balls, everything. Your LeBron's <laughs> prospecting. <laughs> these people, those guys are fine. They're going to be just fine. The super high-end guys that we know playing in the big end of it, the big deep, like the big end, they're going to make a killing on this. The issue becomes, and I actually think that, although I don't know if Top Shot is intentionally doing it or not intentionally doing it, but the fact that like you can't take money out and then the, the site crashes half the time and you can't get cards, that's all just making everything go up. And if I had, th- like Pat, when I can't get my money out of a book, I'm just making other bets. So if I can't make my money out of top shots, I'm just trading sideways. Like I'm buying these, uh, this thousand dollar one, I'll trade it for that one. Like, I feel like there's a lot of sideways action there for these fringe element players that would never sniff fourth team all-stars that people wouldn't even be like looking at if they could just take their money out. Yeah, I agree. But I, I don't have any money invested in this. Um, just but the, buying a pack. Go, let's have a lottery because there is like you can buy oh, a pack, buy a nine dollar pack, and flip like, it for a thousand bucks. Go do it. Yeah, buy a pack, hit a cart, or hit a thing, sell it. Amazing. I, but I'm all about trying to get in the queue and get a pack, but I don't understand how it retains its value long term for the, the fringe for the fringe yeah. guys that are never going to be a, like not even a third team all star, not even like a, an argument to make them a third team all star. That's where I have no clue. But I think that's what I mean. Maybe that's what makes basketball better for this than football. Because the play, like you can have a sick, cool assist. Well, you can have a cool point. play, and almost anyone can have a great highlight or play yeah. in the NBA, regardless of how good or bad you are. You'll it's get true. your one or two shots in football. Well, that's just, and maybe that makes the football ones. I mean, football you would think would be more valuable to begin with because football was exceptionally more popular, although not on a global level. At least within North America, it's more popular than basketball is. But you'll only have so many quarterbacks. So many running backs. Like, are you gonna, like, if I don't know, Tim gets his Becton pancake top shot? I mean, how many ones are offensive linemen gonna have? You know what I mean? And there's so many, there's so many offensive linemen. Yeah, you're right. I, listen, I understand there's a scarcity to them, but I'm literally talking about how, like, you could just as an example, you could get like an autographed DeAndre Hopkins to like 25, like Prism card. It's a nice card, but it's just worth a couple bucks. Like now, he's not a rookie. Like he's a great player. He's a superstar in the NFL. That like in a Top Shop version would be like 3000 So I'm like really confused about that. And DeAndre Hopkins is exponentially like a higher tier player than the players that I am actually railing on that people are paying for in the NBA space. The other part of this too that I think is I'm – I have no idea how this is going to affect anything, whether it's going to be negatively or positively. But once the pandemic is actually over and everyone is back to their day-to-day lives, and I don't know if that's going to be six months. Can I just be sitting at home to get in these queues? Because you just got to be home to be in the queue. People will have other shit to do rather than this. And then the demand isn't there anymore, and then you're going to lose all your money. Not all your money, Well, this is what I was wondering, whether this demand is just coming from lots of people who are just routinely very online, or whether it's because people have extra time on their hands right now to be online. I think I think I think it's part and parcel with the people that are super into this. At least I mean anyone who is into it to the point where they're into it 
previous to us talking, probably even for the next few weeks, is going to cash out at a profit. That's going to happen. It's everyone who comes in after the fact now that I think that the people who are directly online all the time saw this as a new up-and-coming thing, gleamed onto it, and they're going to make their profits out of it because they thought it was a good idea, and it was a good idea, and it is a good idea. It's just everyone that comes after that, once it gets past the point, because now the people that are jumping into it are the people that aren't online all the time. They're just currently at home all the time right now and want to see what all the fuss is about. And I'm telling you, you can't swim with those guys that are like... The sharp people. Selling it. That's why I, I, don't, I don't do it, because I'm not sharp. And yeah, and they're in it, and they're, they're onto something, and, and good for them. And I don't know whether they've got insider access, because there's a lot of talk about that. And whether they do or don't, I don't really care. But... If you're going to try to, like, dance with them, you're going to get hurt. Well, part, you're going to get hurt. Part of it, too, is if you have someone who's, let's say, I don't know, other people in this space. Let's just call it me, for example. It's not me because I don't have that kind of money and I don't have that kind of, like, want to go do this stuff. But let's say it's me. You know, I've sold a company or two. I'm sitting around. I got, like, $200,000 that I can basically just flush down yeah. the toilet And then a guy that's to. also really and I'm smart. Gonna, and I'm going to do it by either... I'm going to say I have this $200,000. I don't care if I lose it. So I can take shots on all this stuff that could be worth 20 times my money a week from now. You don't have the opportunity. I, me personally, I don't have the opportunity to do that. And trying to sell it like free money, quote unquote, I just feel like that's a bit dangerous. Like this is gonna, like playing, no, but no, no one is sell, no one is selling it that way. Somebody has a big enough bankroll that they'll call with middle pair because they don't care because they have so much. Yeah, money. You're, you're trying to bluff the rich guy who has endless pockets. Exactly. And they'll just call you with middle pair down to the river because they don't care about that money. They're here for the action. If they win, great, but they don't care. For yeah. you, maybe you, you can't really afford to even to get all in with, uh, uh, you know, get all in good uh, with your money because it just, it's so much more devastating to you if you lose. I mean, I can directly relate to that as a broke college student playing poker to try to make money. There you go. And the best time to go would be Saturday night at 11 p.m. Because all the drunk people would stumble in, start yeah. playing poker, and you need to sit there sober as a bone, play tight, and just try to pick your spots to get that money. Because the money meant a lot to me. And it would be like 200 bucks, 300 bucks. And they're just wasted. And they're just, yeah, 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 whatever. And you would get caught from time to time. But that was actually a very profitable time to play. But the money meant something to me. And to the and drunk guy, people, it doesn't. Because you say that, and I know my exact buddies that would go to the poker dungeons after the bars. Yeah, and just fucking just chuck the, away 500 bucks, whatever. Because they could. <laughs> And sometimes he'd come home with a stack and be like, better lucky than good, I yeah. guess, friendo. Um, but having yeah. but having like these digital assets and investing in a whole bunch of them, especially not necessarily the very highest end, but at least ones you can identify that are going to be, you would think that just logically they would have relative value, where a LeBron would have value, where, like you said, a Verizhou probably won't long term. That if you have the bankroll to get in early and acquire those pieces, like you said, those guys are going to be fine and make a ton of fucking money. Yeah. I just want to be clear. Free money is nothing like being said by those guys or Rovell. No, no, it was no, just no. a but poll. That's, but like, that, there's a public is, perception as to what this thing is, is right now. That and the way that people talk about it, they are not telling you like, hey, this is free money. You have to be doing this. But it seems to be what people are taking away from it is yes. this is free money. Yes, that is that is that, that that is a narrative now, like on the Internet and people. Now, granted, winning and a pack, winning a queue feels like free thought, money, though. If you people get a thought in 1929, the market could never fail them. And in 2008, they thought the market could never fail them. Like it will just keep always going up. I do want to say I don't like. Up. 
I don't like the comps to Beanie Babies, Pat, because the marketplace that exists now to be online, like to sell those, I wasn't into that. I would, that was before me. But like yeah, that was for that wasn't cool. No, but you had to go to like a flea market <laughs> or a convention. Like its ability to live in how the communities are constructed online in the marketplaces make it that much more plausible that these things can survive. Well, it makes them easily tradable yes. as well. I'm saying like but, how do but I mean beanie babies are still worth a ton of fucking money. Yeah, I got they? no clue. Like, I'm just are, saying people have been using that as like a comp, like, oh, it's gonna Yeah, but I but I, I think the comp that they're using is that there was a point when every beanie baby was worth tons of money. Oh yeah, Correct. okay. And then Correct. only yeah. the very elite ones are still worth a lot of money today. Correct. And the other ones are fucking worthless. Yeah. So it, it exactly. all, it's, it's all collected gonna, a bunch of five. It's gonna just be, there's but, a, but it all comes down to like the production too. I mean, baseball cards used to be worth a ton of money until mass production came along. And then they were all the cards that we own, as we talked about growing up, aren't worth shit. Doesn't matter no. which one you have, because they're all just, right. Everyone had them. I just don't see I have how a this of the 1988-1989 NHL season playing cards pro set pro set right. I have, set? The, I have yeah. the I have the 1989-1990 and 1991 complete set of OPG premieres for the NHL. They're fucking. These are what I have is OPG. You got that Mogilny rookie, buddy. The beret in there. Yeah. I have the rookie no, the, no, card the, no, of the, the guy. The is actually a Red Army rookie. Yes, card. yeah. There, there's I have a few the of those rookie Red card Army cards. Of the guy yeah. who won the Calder for the Flames that year, who was like 37. Sergio Mameso or something, something right? like that, because he came, yeah. he, he defected from the USSR and won the Calder at like 38 or something. All right, well, we, we got our 12 minutes in on that stuff. So the rest of our list, where are we at here? Uh, number four on your list, Tim, was who? Number four was uh, Wilson. All right, so Russell Wilson. Who is number four on your list? Josh Allen. Josh Allen, who we've already discussed. So we get to number four on my list, and he's higher on your list. I'm surprised about that. I thought I would be the highest on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, no, I see him, him and Watson have swapped on my list. Aaron Rodgers third on my list. So you have Watson at four? No, I have Watson at two. Okay. Yeah, so I was surprised that you... I have him at number four, so you have him higher than me. Yeah, uh, listen, sort of in the same way we speak as Stafford. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is a brilliant quarterback, and the, what he sees pre-snap, I got zero concerns if he's going to lose an, a bit of athleticism in three years from now. The arm strength is still there, and that's all that like, I think As long as his mind is sharp and he still has the arm, he's fine. I almost had him ahead of Watson at two, but I'm like, no, because it's just like an arrow thing. Like, I got to just... Yeah, over the next four yeah. years, you would still expect Watson to get better. Well, there's probably a lot, but... I, I wouldn't expect, like, a decline from Rodgers. No, but no, no, no. It would probably be like he's the yeah. same as he is now, where I think that Watson can pass him. And I'm excited for him, and I'm curious to see what path he takes in this player empowerment and how he gets to get exactly what he wants and where he wants in the maybe. Well, he made noise about now. it. Well, yeah. how, how much is left on his deal? Like how many Hold years? Right Three years? I'm not sure. And, and yeah, he made noise about it, Tim. And I thought that was genius. He deserved to be able to spend a bit of time uncomfortable this offseason. Because the organization made him uncomfortable last offseason. Yeah, but that was actually just a savvy move by the GM to inspire him, is how it's been retroactively <laughs> said. So there's three years left on his. So I thought that he definitely had no, was not in the wrong at all to just say, no, I'm totally just, I don't know what the future holds. Like make the fan base really kind of make that organization feel pressure. That don't you dare disrespect our guy. But they already have. So what happens to Jordan Love now? You did take. He's a first round draft. Like where? If you threw him back in, like because you had the question of like where, like, where would Tua, would Tua be yeah, drafted? Great question. Where would Love be drafted amongst all these? Would guys? Love be ahead of Tua? 
Like, should you be trying to trade? Yeah, you probably would be. And that's nothing that Jordan Love has done. Should they try to trade Jordan Love and just say, Aaron, that was like a weird mistake for us. We're now like just going to turn that into back into you. Because strangely, if he actually actually wanted out, Rodgers in Miami would be the move. Whoo! I mean, the Packers gave up on Favre the year after he went to the the year he went to the NFC title game and you lost know, at home, much like Favre, uh, like Rodgers did. I I don't have him on my list because he's thirty seven, and we have seen multiple times where QB at at an advanced age has a fantastic season, and that's it. Goodbye. Falls Wait, off a cliff. Aaron Rodgers isn't on your list. No, Aaron Rodgers is unranked for him. The reason he's not on my list for the next four years is because. I don't think oh he'll be in the God. league in year in, in in years three and four. Wait, he's gonna run off with and his hippie wife? He's thirty seven. Like so, it's how, very. Un- look at these he guys taking a lot of hits. I'm sorry, he's thirty eight. Sorry, he's thirty eight. So there's basically a zero percent chance he's there in year three and four. Uh, he'll be there for two of those four years max. He's not playing after forty, almost certainly. I wish I could buy and, like, stock in Aaron Rodgers. Just <laughs> had as good a year as he can have. And we have seen historically in the league that when a player of, of, of equivalent or similar age has a fantastic year, things fall off the edge like that. Yeah, Philip Rivers had an amazing year three years ago. You said he was going to win the MVP the next year. And then he threw like 24 interceptions and never took another snap. And so I'm not comparing Rivers. Sense, I was I'm right. not comparing Rivers to Rodgers in any way. Don't turn it into that. But um, I, like, I'm just wondering, where did you... A lot of QBs have great years. I'm thinking... Whether it be Gannon or Manning or uh, Warner, he's or not Carson there yet. Palmer, they, they, well, he's actually old, as old yeah, as but, them. Yeah, but he's he, he's older. very clearly not there the same way physically. Aaron Rodgers is fine physically, and Kurt Warner was. I mean, you say Rich Gannon. Fuck cares about Rich Gannon. <laughs> comparing well, him won, to the same. The compare, yeah, so did Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Give me a fucking break. So. When we talk about like pedigree, Aaron Rodgers one of or Favre, the Favre be- perhaps a good sure and and Favre and Favre, and Favre was still good at the only reason that the Packers gave up on Favre is a he was a headache and b they were smart enough talent evaluation wise to be like oh fuck this Aaron Rodgers guy is fucking awesome and we're gonna have him for the next twelve years it doesn't I don't know whether they feel that way about Jordan Love or not but it would be it would be hard to think that you know they made the right call. And that even though Favre was still good after, oh he yeah, left, no, they did. They the made right the right, and even with the Jets, Favre was good. Yeah, yeah was. if he hadn't got hurt, that Jets team was on the way to winning the division because Brady got hurt in Week One. Well, I, I do like that you've now uh, backtracked a little. That usually, well, when that, you, that, usually, that, usually when you make that claim, it's that the Jets were definitely going to win the Super Bowl. Well, the, well, they. I think they were at one point. They were. Supported, uh, SI had a cover. It was like Jets Giants Super Bowls happening this year. And then things just. So I had it on the cover. They had it on the cover. It was fact. Oh, geez. In 2008, (laughs) SI was like my number one tool of sports analysis. And now, uh, 12 years later, do you know who the number one tool in sports is? Tim Andercast. Well, there you go. Then all things sort of turn full circle, don't they? Uh, Anyway, I don't have him on the list because I don't trust he's going to be there much longer. He's 38. We look at the numbers, it's likelier than not he isn't there past 40 or at 40 and so no i mean listen you guys make a fine case he just won the mvp marvelous player but history suggests that we probably just saw as good as we're going to get and we're probably going to get a lot worse like next season of the year after like i don't know i the nfc north is kind of weak so i I wouldn't say i'm going to be start selling on the packers necessarily but 
their best chance to succeed was this year and they gave it away. So I don't really see, I, I, I can see maybe four years from now, he's not the player that he's going to be next year, but he, he doesn't, he doesn't, who cares? That, well, actually, does matter because why, why does it matter? You, you this is the same. This is the same. This is this is the same case that you made against Brady every single year for one thing. How old is Drew Brees? Brees is. Let's see what he forty one. Yeah, he's turned forty two, but he's retiring now. So and yeah, he but, but but he terrible. but he yeah he was forty one. Yeah, a guy who broke eight ribs last year and has had myriad injuries throughout the course of his career. Never had the arm strength of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, because Packers doesn't have doesn't have. Shut up! Doesn't have the injury right. history. You're not right. Yes, I, I would say Rodgers has missed how many games based on concussions? So yeah. tons. A concussion can keep him out. But in terms of physical play, Drew Brees has had arm problems for fucking 12 years. There's a reason. There's a reason he has a noodle arm. You know who doesn't? Aaron Rodgers. You know who can still be mobile and run? Aaron Rodgers. I would think that there is a better chance that he retires on his own accord because he just says fuck football than anything to do with the decline. I think that's a fair point, too. I think that's a fair point. If I were Aaron Rodgers, I wouldn't play anymore. Well, you're not a, Aaron Rodgers. I've made a ton of money. I've won a Super Bowl. I've won an NFL MVP. What's left to play for? Why is Brady? Yeah, why is Brady still Why playing? did Philip like want to play? Brady's why, why, a no, because Brady's an obsessive. Rodgers doesn't. They're all. Love they're all. Or you know no, that you, you know that dude. He doesn't love football. Yep. I mean, Jeff will back me up on this because you guys don't think Rogers doesn't football? love football. That's, that's what he's saying. I not in the way that Brady does. Not in the way Brady does. Not well, even Brady's close. like, you even can't, no one can be. Do, do we even know that Brady loves football or does Brady just like being in control and being the best? It could be if it wasn't football, it could be something else. I don't I don't. I've never said Rogers. I've made a lot of claims about Aaron Rodgers on this show and his personality. I've never once said he doesn't love football. You can't do what he does without a love for the game. You can't. You don't get there. Yeah, you become a stockbroker at some point. You just don't. You, you don't win an MVP if you don't love the game, man. It takes too much. So I've never even come close to making a statement Yeah, but you know that. what I mean. He's, a, he's not obsessed. No, no. That's fine. Different, that's different, fine. Di- different guys have different processes. I think processes. that's a healthier way to live Dan life. Dan Marino said it. What did, what did Ace Ventura? What do you mean? Like, who cares? Oh, no, I think that's a better way to live life. It's a then more doing jeopardy. Well, why, 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 are, why are you telling people what's a better way to live life? I mean, well, oh, there is some. You, you are someone who will claw through the trash, other people's trash, to peel a fucking sticker off her McDonald's cup for a lottery you want to get into. And you're going to tell people that they're living their lives also, improperly? Aaron Rodgers hosting two weeks worth of Jeopardy is literally fit a two day film. Yeah. They film like five a day. Don't ruin it for Tim. He thinks it's live. <laughs> so, like, what do you mean? Uh, He's busy with Jeopardy. Rod, Brady would never do that, is my point. Because Brady's Brady, not, Brady is not that type of person. Peyton Manning was able to host fucking Saturday Night Live and then go win a Super Bowl. It's, di- a, it's different cuts for different people. It really is. If Tom Brady wasn't the obsessive type that he was, he wouldn't be the quarterback that he is. That is his personality correct, type. Is that is, that is, be because Rodgers, that's not his process. Rodgers is a bit of a curmudgeon, and he might not be the quarterback he would be if he wasn't have that curmudgeon but, element yeah. to him. Anyway, I it, it's, it's, like, it's, it's like you think that I, every single person has to follow one direct believe, path. And that's I don't how know they get if there. this is crazier than well, your Lamar. Leaving him off the rank, off the list. Rogers is the off and Lamar thing. number two is nuts. But but no, this is him off is crazier than Lamar number two. I just Aaron Rodgers team for the next four years. I'm not taking him over any of those guys. I'm sorry, I'm just not. 
you tell crazy. me you can have Dak for the next four years or Rodgers, I think you're taking crazy pills to take Rodgers over Dak for the next four years. Oh, sorry. Both Jeff and I are doing How I feel. And you're the insane person, so it sounds like people might okay. be on our like side. Like, you'd well, rather now, now, Stafford now, than Rodgers for the next four years? Yes, I would, or I wouldn't have ranked him that way. And people have now said that Jeff's the crazy one, not me. Nope. Now, people I really actually... backed off that very, very quickly. Yeah, that, that turned, buddy. Sorry, bud. So Aaron Rodgers is my number four. So there's only one quarterback that we haven't talked about yet, unless Tim is saving someone else, someone up. I'm here. not Sam. Is, is Darnold number one secretly on <laughs> no. your list? Oh, certainly not. No list could have anyone. But what do you make? There's a lot of rumblings, Tim, that there is going that maybe it's just to 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 make teams think they don't want to trade the pick to get a better offer, uh, potentially. But there's a lot of talk that the Jets like are going to stick with Darnold and just keep. Building. I'm prepared for it. I'm prepared for it. I think I gave him, I made that four of my five options. Four. It's not ideal, but like I trust Joe Douglas and I trust Robert Salah to figure this out. And if they think that keeping Darnold, who's still really young and still at a really cheap contract, so young. <laughs> so young. is the way to go and build this team with, uh, a, with a top tier receiving talent or trading that second pick and restocking because we have a lot of needs at a lot of positions, so be it. It may make a lot of sense. I don't know. I, I'm 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 open minded to it. Two things. One, he starts talking about trusting the players and the coaches and the GM. Sounds a lot like you, by the way. Whenever someone new comes in, just like oh, you got to trust them. They're great. Best best there ever was. I got to uh, trust the process. It's very you ish when he talks about it like that. Number two, keeping Darnold is stupid for this reason. This is the lie. You have to make the decision on him now. So if you keep him now. Are you going to be so bad you get another high draft pick with your chance to draft a quarterback Probably. next year? Probably. Oh, so, so he sucks is what you're saying. He's so a part then of, it makes he, sense so, to so, keep Darnold. So what you're saying is that he is a part of the tank. Like you are saying right now that keeping Sam Darnold and not taking a quarterback right now is a part of the tanking process for the Jets. It's, he becomes a placeholder. If you think, okay, best case scenario, this is a 6-10 and 10 team. Let's keep Darnold in there. Maybe we hit lightning in a bottle. Maybe he plays great and we have a decision to make in a year's time. But let's play in there not use the pick on a QB whose first two rookie years may be eaten up with a team that's not competitive. Darnold still is quite young. Give him an opportunity, but keep an eye to the future. I, I actually think you, I'm not crazy. The Jets are not going to be good in 2021. This is not a team. I mean, I've now that I thought about it more, there might not be four wins on that schedule. It's going to be a down year. I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm how fine much with you realize you don't believe that, and we're gonna. No, I do. I I really do. I've learned my lesson. I really have. <laughs> you are. There's no well, way you. What, you what would, if they draft Justin Fields? Tim, there's not a chance you preseason predict them for less than six. The first time we have a schedule, six. Well, would they be can't your, lose to Tua. Six would be <laughs> your freaking floor. Well, no, the floor is now four, so we'll go up from there for the rest of the shows that we do throughout the course of the offseason. He doesn't even know what their schedule is right now. I mean, because maybe the, maybe this will be after like 25 years of the schedule or screwing maybe the they Jets. Play maybe everyone off a bye, like yeah. six straight games of teams. Sorry, they, I don't know. Anyway, my, my whole thing with Darnold is it makes no sense for the Jets to keep him because they're going to lose the ability to have him on this cheap contract after this year. Either they extend him and pay him like real money or... They go and get his replacement right now, who they'll have on a cheap deal for the next five. But it makes years. sense if you're using him as a placeholder and you're not in love. But with but, but what's the placeholder? Like we've seen, Darnold can win. Let's say because there's, there's what 17 games next year. Let's say <laughs> let, let's say Darnold ends up playing the Floyd. I mean, you talk about how great he is every single year. Let's say they win seven games next year. Hell, let's say they win six games next year on the Jets. How good is their draft pick going to be? 
not in the spot number two to go get the guy that you want. That is the gamble. But if you don't also don't love either of those two QBs, you don't just go take them because they're there either. Like you have to be certain that this is the QB. If I'm Robert Sala, I want to tie my future to this quarterback. And if the guy's not there, it's not a good pick to make. Right. So that's why I mean, like it's in some ways it's unknowable and I'm willing to allow them to make that decision. If they keep Darnold and they put players around him, I'm going to live with that. I'm okay. I'm, I'm in a very good place with the jets. Cause I know live with that, it. Uh, You're going to like cheerleader it. I well, hope here, it works here's out. the stupidest thing the Jets could do. Keep Darnold, but don't trade the number two pick. No, no, that's impossible. Oh, oh, you think that's impossible for the Jets? Uh, this is also... Yeah, well, the Jets Smith also is so good! They keep Darnold, the they trade that pick, thing. they pocket more picks, and then they're still in a position after the draft, once Watson hasn't been traded, to still be a front runner to get that pick. Because they'd have all these extra picks or whatever. Yeah, they still would like maintain a lot but, of draft capital. Because trading from like... Saying. Trading from like two to six, like Atlanta or somebody wants to come up and get that second pick, get Fields or, or I don't know, whoever else, Carolina decides that they're yeah, going to cost you two first round picks plus your number four pick to hop up Atlanta. It's your choice. And then the Jets, I want to see, I love the player, but I giggle inside, Pat, when I see Mox sending a tight end to the Jets in the top five. Number, yeah. <laughs> that would be the <laughs> ultimate Jets move. Pants at number two. I'm get sorry, Darnold some weapons. But what, do you, know how, do you know how excited Tim would be if they did no, take no. him at number two? Oh, are you kidding me? No, you I'll won't. No, you, right Tim, now. don't, don't say something Kyle you won't Pitts. take back. I don't want Kyle Pitts. I don't want him. And not at five. If we traded down to like 11 and drafted him, sure. He's not, not lasting. Like He's him. not lasting there. He's not lasting. To the but players. 11 would be an ideal. Like, it's such a great pick to own. And, and what's well, the second best pick of the Kyle draft, Pitts, according to Tim? Kyle Pitts' talent would be fitting for the career history of 11. Well, let's recap everything besides number one here. So, number five for me, Josh Allen. Number four, Aaron Rodgers. Number three, Deshaun Watson. Number two, Russell Wilson. Jeff, you're five to two. Five, Russell Wilson. Four, Josh Allen. Three, Aaron Rodgers. Two, Deshaun Watson. Tim? Five, Justin Herbert. Four, Russell Wilson. Three, Deshaun Watson. Two, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> and that leaves number one, who I... It's not even really fun to talk about Patrick Mahomes. No, He's fucking awesome. No, there's nothing to say. In, Tim's, in, in the way that Tim makes lists, there's Patrick Mahomes, Gap, everyone else. Definitive. Yeah. There's no one even in the same breath. It's you, You're just clickbait to put anybody else ahead of him. And the fun thing about football... Is that he's not going to win every year. In fact, he's not even going to win half the years. Nope. He didn't have two two tackles in the Super Bowl, and he looked pedestrian because it's football. He made and the greatest incomplete passes it, I've seen it, it in was, my yeah, life. Exactly. Was, I couldn't believe like, it. My biggest takeaway from that, that game, that, that my memory, like that. are the incomplete passes. His ability to throw those balls. The one that he threw yeah, like were, submarine style, well, yeah. like horizontal to the ground and it went over both box heads perfectly in was even yeah. robinson's not so denard robinson uh demarcus robinson's hands like <laughs> no, no, come close. do you know how demoralizing as a charger fans watching incomplete passes i got like how demoralized incomplete passes made me what a what a king are they getting back their uh the Canadian? The yeah. French Canadian next year? Well, I'd so, imagine so. I'd imagine. The way we're handling the 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 rollout of the yeah, he's going to be on vaccine duty for eight years. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, that will do. That was fun. 
See, I feel like I if agree. we can come up with some more of these sports radio-y topics, we can really kind of hammer through this off-season stuff and give the people some stuff that they want. Because there's a lot of people, like Jeff and I do a golf show every single week. And there's a lot of listeners to our regular football show that just listen to that because they're into golf and they're into football. And that's great. But there's a lot of people that just listen to golf and don't do football with us and do football and don't do golf with us. I think this is a nice middle. Can I ask a very random Tim question? Sure. Because there's something me and my wife were talking about. My wife. Like, because I said for sure, yes. Tim, in your car, do you own like a map? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I knew it. I knew. Of course he does. Do you even know how to read a map? <laughs> in his trunk, I, there's a map. Like, you would never just use this. I phone. inherited the map, but it's, but I have it. Why? I forgot. Honestly, to, I forgot. To, Tim's a secret hoarder. Honestly, if let's say my phone died and I'm somewhere in the province, does your car have power? Because you can charge your going. phone. In the car. I don't have a phone charger. I've never charged a phone in my life in a car. I don't <laughs> use them for those things. I don't have those things. So if my phone were to die and I'm on the road in a pinch, <laughs> I can push the button that turns Why the light on in my car don't have and a- read the map. You don't what? have a phone what is your, anti- in your car? What is the stance that makes you like forbid? I'm either for it or against. I just don't have. I just don't have one. Don't get have one. Why don't you just get go one? On, go on the Amazon and buy one. It'll make your life so much easier and like less dangerous. Looking at maps is dangerous, man. Anyway, I do. But have also, a map how are you gonna? How? But like, where would you be going enough to get lost that you couldn't just turn around and came like where you came from to be unlost? I don't know if I went out to our to our country house, which is quite a ways away in the, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Sorry, Tim. <laughs> Tuber. You know where you're going, though. <laughs> yeah, but there are a lot of side <laughs> roads or whatever, or highways, and if I made the wrong turn or it's really foggy or something, I'd like to be able in a pinch. It's never a bad idea. It's never a bad idea to be a little overprepared and a little. But you're not overprepared because the only preparation you would need is to have a fucking plug for your phone. Hey, you're so underprepared by not having. If I were going a- for a long road trip to Toronto or Montreal, you can be sure I would buy a map of the city. Why? There is no easier drive in the world to get to the major cities as every sign points you to just, a major. Hold what, on. What are you just like? Let me ask you a question. Right? I'm taking you, my own path. Hold on, because you really changed, and I should have been smarter than this. You just said if you were going on a super long drive you'd for sure have a map if you were going on a super long drive you still wouldn't put a phone charger in your car no i wouldn't that I is i don't think so i mean I, I don't think i would no i mean i don't have one. i guess i never hadn't occurred to me it's the same fucking plug it's a cord literally i can't even explain it but it's a universal cord essentially now and then yes. they have one, they have ones, they have like attachments for like your car lighter. If you have an older vehicle, like Which Tim, Paul, you should. Paul, re- Paul has an older, Paul, can I have you- an older vehicle. So I have, I have, yeah, I, it goes into the, into the, uh, into the car lighter. I have a wireless spot. charger in my car. Just goes, boop, just put it on it. Yeah, charges as I don't, I I don't know what that means. I don't understand. How do you, what, what, anyway. what, what, what part of that uh, sentence does, is I confusing. I a wireless charger would work. I can't even begin to imagine I, how. I would say step one like does, doesn't have a wire. That's where I would start when I hear yeah, wireless so I don't, charger. I don't know how it would work. I don't know how it would work. It doesn't make sense. No, anyway, okay, yes, hold, hold on. Please, please explain to me. Just well, let's, let's do a fun experiment here. I tell you the phrase wireless charger. Now, you talk me through how, just in your mind, you can imagine that could work. I don't know. Is it like a platform that you throw your phone on, and then somehow through, like, the magnetic waves, it charges it up? Like, I don't know. That's exactly, I don't know. That is, Tim, that is exactly how it works. That seems very weird to me. 
And what is weird about that? Oh my god. Do you mean I, I go ahead. I plug my phone in. Yeah, but that's how I try. Okay, so at our, in our condo, at least, Jeff, I don't know if you guys do this at your house. Like, we have wireless chargers everywhere. In all of, like, the major places where people sit in our place, we have wireless chargers plugged in to go there. So if people just want to put their phone down, instead of having it over, like, because people like to use their phone and then put it down for a bit if they're checking messages or something like that. It's one thing to step up or have cords running everywhere <laughs> to put your phone on, like, the other end of the room. Then you have to get up. Down. Instead, you can have these wireless chargers. You just put it right next to you. Boom. And while you're sitting there talking or watching TV, doing whatever, your phone is charging at the same time, and boom, it's charged for you. <laughs> Jeff is Jeff is live triggered by J-Row right now. He's sending, he's, us, he's sending us DMs right now. Sorry. <laughs> The carrier pigeons are hitting me up with fresh Justin Rose pictures. Oh, this picture's pretty cool. He's looking old. Poor guy. That photo of him eating that flan, I guess it is. Pretty cool. Outdoors. That's so awful. Why? Like, talk about staged. It is staged. It's for a promo. Who ever sits like that when they're trying to eat? It's for a, like it's it's for a promotional photo. photo shoot. I like it. That's Oh, I got. I gotta say, for the amount of remember those workout videos he was posting. Yeah, it's yeah. working. Yeah, no, he does look. Uh, <laughs> he looks like, he's like really good trim. Shape. Yeah, yeah. No, well, if you're gonna I, do I the the shirt promo shoot, you have to have like the the. You need to have like, oh, the certain amount of traps. You need to have a good shoulder to like rest of you ratio. If you're gonna be like a spokesperson for shirts, especially golf shirts, I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, he's looking good. You wouldn't buy one of these shirts, Tim. That's a real authentic guy there. He's selling golf shirts. What do you want from him? I don't know. Sounds like you're hating just to hate once again. I'm not hating. I'm just laughing at Jeff. Jeff sent it to us. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I I, I'm curious thinking. to hear what your big takeaways are from this. Why you're so mad about it. I'm not mad. I just hit me. I just trying to throw it in. It just, it's just, just another brick in the wall. It's another brick in the wall. It but, was just the timing again. But getting, you, you know? realize that Adam Scott has these exact same photos. Now, Adam Scott is the handsomest man on the planet. But if Justin Rose wants to get a cut, why not? Okay. Because there's equally bad stage photos with Adam Scott for, like, Unicolo. You're right. <laughs> I want to defend this. Is this goes is essentially the genesis of the take, though. That you don't think he's attractive enough Adam to be doing Adam Scott this. is legitimately cool. Justin Rose is trying so hard. Yes. That's, like only, that, that's only in your opinion. I feel no, like that is... Ex- I feel like that is the old, camera. I feel like that is... Old, the camera. You know why you say that only comes through the camera? Because Adam Scott is an attractive man and Justin Rose is no. not. That is... Ex- Adam that is 100... Adam Scott. Justin Rose was a cool, better looking Adam man... Adam Scott's been cool since we met him when he was why? 22 years old. Why? Because he's like the old. most handsome man on the PGA Tour. No, that's why you think that. You talk about him being James fucking Bond coming down because he's handsome. He's the man. If he had bad teeth, like he had a fucking mouth. I don't think Rose he, is ugly. My issues with him is in his looks. No, but your problem It's he's a try hard. But you're thinking yes, that exactly. Adam, Adam Scott is not trying hard because he's not. Effortless he, cool. Because he's Effortless handsome. Cool. If listen, if you, it's, it's cool. the same difference between like me doing these shoots and you doing these Hatton, shoots. No, like guy like Eddie Pepperell's cool. He's not handsome. Yeah, or but he's even also good he's also golf. not trying to sell you. Sorry. If, if Eddie Pepperell tried to sell you a shirt with a like, hey. Here's the marketing team. We have to do. He'd laugh at himself. He wouldn't do it because no one would fucking ask him. <laughs> yes, but he wouldn't be in the woods caressing a tree. 
That's what they're asking him to do. He has turned his team over to a marketing firm. And the photos are no different than Adam Scott photos, except Adam Scott just happens to be Adam Scott, very handsome. Adam Scott, I guarantee you, might have been the coolest, one of the coolest kids in school. But you know, don't know anything about Adam Scott and, besides the fact that he's attractive. Or anyone that went to school with him. I don't know anything. I don't he, know anything. The only talking point you have with him is that he's hot. No, he exudes, man. There's an what, what, aura. Yeah, so, so tell me, tell me more about it. Besides that, he's very attractive. The way he carries himself, man. Except on the putting green. There's the then yeah. The except when he's ha- except yeah right. Except when he's over the putt. No, my issue with Rose, I've been incredibly consistent. I've known him too long, and he did a late character switch that I'm not believing. But maybe you never actually knew him. What did you know him? No, about? Jeff, I'm on Jeff's team. There's 100%. a lot of opportunities to show what you're about. Sure, in, in, and then on he gets on social media and shows you who he is, which is probably a true. You can't go from I, we met Rose what, what? at like 20. You yeah, but he wasn't on any of these platforms. What did you actually know about him besides what you saw on a Sunday when he was on a TV? Square. But how do you Who's know? Who's amazing at golf? Patrick Cantlay seems like the biggest square in the world watching him on TV. And then you check out his Instagram, you're like, oh shit, Patrick Cantlay's got it going on. Yeah, he does have, okay, that's a fair counter. There are some like... Um, some guys on the golf course are not who they are off the golf course. There's a try hard... Uh, there's a try hard You just don't like Justin Rose. That's all it is. You are pushing me because I think people like... I, people agree with me on this, and you've even acknowledged that, like the I, public I, supports I, my I angle agree here. with you, but I think it's based on nothing. Okay, fine. I'm not totally disagreeing with that either. It's all here. Yes, and I'm it's, crazy. it's something that you've come I'm up crazy. with. I'm crazy. I'm. I know. Actually, no. I, and I'm not crazier, as I've said before. You're just getting to know me better. I've always been this crazy. Jeff is the insane one on the show. No, no that's you. Yes, Paul. When when Jeff says that people agree with me on this, is this like when Tim says people no, agree with them, or no. is this like actually a fifty fifty? No, type of thing? this is the tra- I'm on the right side of this. Well, I, I will acknowledge. I don't know if you're on the right side of it, but I will acknowledge that versus something like Tim, where Tim is like, "Hey, people are saying that this," and it's like one person out of a thousand he's talked to, and just assumes everyone thinks that way. Where people are on two sides of the matter of this Justin Rose thing. They either feel like Jeff or they don't care. Yes. <laughs> There's literally, exactly. It's feel like we are legitimately don't care and yeah, are annoyed that it even bothers. Yeah, that I even think about it. 100%. I'll give you that. All right. I think that was good. Two parts. If you missed part one, go check that out as well. Jeff Feinberg, you can follow him on Twitter at gfeinberg17. And as always, on Twitter, you can follow at Tim Andergast. Tim Andergast. Not my name, at Tim Anderson 87. I bring the funny. Do you, though? Because it just seems like you have really petty complaints about things that you think are funny and just make you look bad. Well, listen, I am who I am. And you, you like it or you don't like it, but some people really like it, and I, I try to fight for you, the people. Tim Andercust. Rich enough to have a country home, not rich <laughs> enough to have a charger in his car. <laughs> is what we have learned. We got to get this guy a charger. Like that's, yeah, okay, someone send him a charger. He can't ridiculous. afford one. He spent no, a, please he don't said, send me that. I don't, I don't want one. Why, why, why don't you want one? Like, I still can't no figure why you don't want to have a house un- with my phone uncharged. I'm not that. Then, then, what, okay, then what would be the issue? Then why would you need the map? If you never leave the house without your phone charged, why would you ever need the map? What if I broke it? I've br- fallen and broken my phone on occasions. What if I broke it or lost it or forgot it somewhere? What if your car broke down? And you're stranded somewhere, and you need a fresh phone battery. I don't. 
I guess you could then charge I'm, it then if I'm the car trouble. was broken down. Yeah, but you'd be charging yeah. it the whole time. Like, don't you just plug your phone in yeah. when you get into your car? Like, sane people? It's really weird, Tim. Well, again, I I am who I, I knew, am. I knew asking him if he had a map like, in the car for would less than to, to For this. less than $20, you can just have a charger in your car. $20 seems know, incredibly even high. Charger? Like, I, I'd say I, it's I, I was going to say expensive. probably expensive. Yeah, I was going to say if you want to get like a if you want to like go into the Apple store and buy a plug, yeah. it might run you 20 bucks. You can well, literally go into the dollar store and get one. What's it's, that? It's cheaper I than have a year. Apple phones. It's yeah, so buy things at the Apple store. Yeah, but you realize those aren't the only places that like if you no, want No, but like, I know I'm going to get good quality from the Apple store, so I've asked stuff I go to the Tim, not afraid to waste money in spots he doesn't need to. I mean, that's, I mean, if you have money for a country home, you have money for everything, apparently. Anyway, I'm Pat Mayo. You can follow me at the PME. We're going to try to make these regular occurrences. So support the show, download the shows, even if it's the golf ones, you don't give a shit. Download them anyway. Like the show. Subscribe to Mayo Media Network. Tell some friends. We're trying to build this out as big as possible so we can bring you this sort of content as much as possible. And then I can pay other people to do the serious content. I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.